Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Michael Reed on LMFM. Now, the Restaurants Association of Ireland uh, says uh, that many of its members are so worried, uh, they're panicking, uh, they're stressed, they're thinking to themselves uh, that they'll have to throw in the towel and go into liquidation. 90% of restaurants, as we knew them, may be out of business permanently. We're joined by Mark McGowan, President of uh, the Restaurants Association of Ireland. Good morning to you, Mark, and uh, thanks for joining us here on uh, the programme this morning. Uh, you've called on uh, the government uh, to tackle this uh, in a, a number of ways. Uh, you have nine points uh, that you've put to the government. Yes, Michael. Um, we've we've um, released our nine-point plan, and we've sent that into government, and we're just waiting on a response now. So, um, some of the most important aspects of this nine-point plan is obviously the vast. We want to get that back down, um, where we're down to zero percent um, for the period of the crisis and twelve months thereafter, and then back to nine percent for a period of five years. Um, the rents side of us, we're looking to get legislation put in place to protect commercial leaseholders and any mortgage holiday write-offs to be passed on to the leaseholder. So a similar scheme to um, France, they're calling it the 60-20-20 scheme. That's where the government would pay 60%, the tenants would pay 60%, and the landlord would pay 20%. Right. So um, that's, that's what we're hoping for. And then obviously um, the likes of the, the wage support, we're hoping that that will continue. That's been absolutely fantastic, mm. Michael, mm-hmm. in terms of getting um, 10%, we reckon, of, of uh, restaurants back open in some way, shape, or form, in the form of a takeaway, um, or people have been very innovative and they've been coming up with all kinds of great ideas to try and get people back on the books. And the wage subsidy scheme has been a, a very vital part of that. And we're hoping that that will continue as well. Is it worthwhile? You've been doing it uh, in Scholars. Uh, and I think a, a lot of restaurants uh, that would have been sit-down restaurants are, are now working as takeaways. It seems every week somebody else is going into the takeaway business. Uh, but there, is there enough business uh, to warrant doing that? Well, the only reason at the minute that it, that it will work for anybody is because these supports are in place. There's no, like, looking at it as if, if we had to pay our full, our full wage as we normally would, it wouldn't work. The same as, the same as rates, the same as anything else, we just wouldn't be able to quantify mm. the, the bills that would be coming in, especially with most, of, most restaurants with the size of the premises. They're not the same as takeaways. Takeaways are, are built, and the mechanisms of the takeaway are, are built around a smaller kind of a unit where people can walk in off the street or, or they can send deliveries, which would mean that their, their leases will be quite low. We have bigger bigger bills to pay, I think, because of the size of our premises, mm. which has which has a different impact. So I don't think it'll be something that I don't think the takeaway business would um, um, have any threat you know, from the mm. from the restaurants, you know, long term. Okay, but it, it keeps the business alive as such until the world comes back uh, to what uh, we would consider to be normal. Uh, and you're calling for uh, no bank fees uh, and to have loans frozen uh, to freeze quite a, a lot of things uh, that councils uh, would uh, be a bit flexible when it comes to rates and all of that sort of thing and allow seating outdoors uh, when it gets to a point that we are uh, allowed to reopen so that you'd be able to accommodate more customers. 
Yes, absolutely. I mean, um, the likes of the outdoor seating, um, fees need to be waived uh, for outdoor tables and chairs for, for at least a year, I think, to enable businesses to reopen. So it's, um, it's also an important part in terms of our recovery. Mm. So, and as well, we're looking at the guidelines that are being drafted from the likes of the WHO, and that's, they're the guidelines that we're going to have to introduce into our own sector. Mm. So, in order to do that, we need to have those outdoor um, outdoor areas ready to go without the fees as well. Yeah, and they're pretty strict uh, guidelines uh, because uh, suddenly uh, the space that you have is nowhere near as big as it once was uh, because uh, you can't put uh, as many people as close to each other as you once would have uh, with this two metre distancing uh, and so on. Uh, But even at that, will people want to go back to restaurants if they ever do reopen? Well, this is this. The, the the idea of the the ambience will will have, have dissipated, especially if you've if you've two or three tables in a space that you normally have fifteen or twenty tables. You're losing a lot of ambience. So that's why we have to come up. I've, I've faith in all of our members that they will come up with innovative and new ideas and find ways of um, making that dining a, a, a good experience for people when they get outside. And I'm hoping that um, the, the the public will support us with this as well. I, I take it you're watching what's happening in Italy, uh, closer than most of us, in terms of lifting the restrictions on restaurants. Uh, they're to reopen on the 1st of June, I think. Um, yes, uh, open on the 1st of June, I believe. I'm surprised it's happening so soon. But um, if it's happening in Italy, I think it's, it's kind of similar to what will happen around the rest of Europe. I think the rest of Europe will follow suit. And again, we'll just have to see what way we can tweak the uh, WHO guidelines and do it in a safe manner. Mm. That'll, that'll work for us. OK. Uh, if we're to follow uh, the Italian example, when uh, do you think uh, that would play out in terms of when restaurants might reopen here? Are you talking uh, about July, August, that type of thing? Um, I, I think it could be a little bit earlier. Um, right. I've been doing a lot of reading um, of, of late, and I think that... Um, the, the sooner we're, we're able to do this, the better. I think it's important that for even from mental health point of view, I think it's important that we can get people back out and, and moving around in some way, shape or form. So if it is the case that people can sit down in an outside space before they go back into the restaurant, that could be a good option for us. So it mightn't necessarily be a case of easing restrictions, Michael, is easing mm. restrictions. So if they're, if they're eased in the sense that people can dine outside, well, then that's a start. So um, it, it doesn't have to be um, full-scale reopen of restaurants. There's, there's definitely many other ways we can we can do this. Uh, and that support uh, that you're talking about from the government, the support that exists, the support that you're looking for now, uh, will have to continue into the future and further supports, uh, perhaps grants uh, and loans and that sort of thing. You can see in the UK that they've given SME, I think, 25,000 and um, capital just directly, directly. Um, it, there, was, there was no qualms about this, I believe, and it's it straight into the bank account for them to continue business. Um, so I, I think that it could be an option as well. How feasible it is, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think mm. the most important thing is that we have the likes of those, that, what I've mentioned so far, the likes of the nine-point plan that we have uh, produced to government. If we have action on that, well, then we will have more fluidity in business. Okay, 120,000 jobs at risk. I suppose uh, that's uh, the other point uh, that shouldn't be lost in the conversation. And uh, undoubtedly, all of uh, the employees are hoping uh, that uh, their employers will be in a position to reopen. Uh, we leave it there for the moment, though, Mark. And uh, thanks for joining us here on uh, the programme this morning. Mark McGowan is president of uh, the Restaurants Association of Ireland. 